flow coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. FM. Ooh, somebody light a candle. Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, fucking cunts. Today, Saturday, April 8th, 2023. Arr. And this is Rack FM, your favorite breakfast cereal. Over to you, Bruce. Nothing much, man. Just enjoying the weather from inside of my apartment. It's very nice today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wish it, I wish I could say the same here. I'm I'm thinking it'll be a nice day, but it's 7 a.m. here. So um, this week has been kind of cool. We we were starting to get nice spring weather, and I was getting spoiled with the warmth that was coming back. And then all of a sudden, this cold front came through. So I just took the dogs out, and I was like eager to get back in quickly. It was so cold. Where where are you at? If you don't mind me asking, I am in Kentucky, in the U.S. The chicken state. I don't know what they call yeah. it. Yeah, KFC, everywhere I go. I moved to Mexico, and the first thing people said to me uh, when I got to Mexico, every time I met someone, they're like, KFC? I was like, yep, that's the place. Uh, lots I... of KFC and lots of the kernel jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could imagine, man. It's the only thing that pops up in my mind. And, dude, that was the funniest thing all over Latin America, everywhere we went. Um, KFC is everywhere. It's like, you got to be kidding me. It's what Kentucky is known for now. I can tell you Kentucky Fried Chicken is known as being the worst fast food chain here in Denmark. It's <laughs> fucking it pretty bad. It is so bad. Like, I imagine it must be way better in the States. Really, really, it's not. Like, even, even locally where I'm at, I don't think I've been to a good one since maybe the 80s or 90s. Um, it's, it's been that bad for the last couple of years. What I will say is, is their menu is, is great. So around here, you can go to a real restaurant and get fried chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy and biscuits, and it'll be excellent. But the fast food version is, is tremendously awful, dude. <laughs> tremendously awful. It's a special. I think you're right. Kind of, it's a special kind of thing to, to, to fuck up mashed potatoes and gravy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they are capable of making it taste awful. And the consistency and the textures are, you know, and they, they fill their chickens with hormones. I think, I think that's what it is, dude. They, they, they have low-budgeted themselves into that, that um, reputation of being the worst fast food chain. It's definitely one of the worst, I think. It is here in Denmark, at least. It is. Oh, it, you said, like, the last time you went, went to a good one was back in the 80s. How old are you, Chris, if you don't mind? I'm, uh, I'm 44. So, yeah, it, it had to be the 80s or 90s. But I was born in 78, so I'm approaching 45 this year. 
or am I 45? Dude, I don't know. You start to get your 40s and you don't keep count nearly as close as you did previously. I've never ever cared about my birthday. But like if you're 44, man, then you and you and Finn, you had like the same, you, mo- you must have the same values and culture, cultural like perspective on life. <laughs> there is something about the generational uh, perspective you come up in and, and you don't notice it. I don't think until you get older and then it sticks out quite a bit more and, and you're right. And even now look at crypto people like you, you can kind of tell who is newer, who has been here for a while and, and their age, a lot of the, the, the trends and consistencies you see throughout crypto, I notice is very generational as well. It, it appears talking about those changes, man, I've been working with kids for the, for the most of my professional career. And I've started to, to know, notice that, you know, those cultural differences in, in the generations. And the one that, one example that really stood out for me was when one of the kids should, was doing the gesture of taking a picture, right? Because when I do it, I do like two hands up, like yeah, I'm, I'm imagining I have a, like a photography camera, a camera in front of me, right? The kids do it like they have a smartphone, so they just. Oh, oh yeah, oh. they're not using two hands and their index finger to press the button like we are. Exactly, they're their phone and pressing their thumb, and you're like, "What do you? Oh, 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 okay." Exactly. So I, I felt so fucking old, man. <laughs> oh man, but you know, it's, it's sometimes sometimes you're on Twitter Spaces and, and Twitter in general, and you're around these young kids, especially with us in crypto. We do interact with pretty people that are probably younger than us on a normal basis. And it's awesome to see the positives and negatives. As much crap and, and, and BS as we see out of their generation, dude, some of them are smart. They're so smart, so bright. They came up in such a different way than we did. And, you know, there's a lot they need to work on, we would say, as our generation. But they also have a lot of tool sets to solve problems as they get older that we didn't have when we were their age, which is exciting to think about. We just need more padded offices. I think like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I think, I think nature and the world has a way to toughen people up. Right. Uh, a lot of, a lot of flack that we give them is they're too soft and you need to coddle them and this or that, but you know, culturally and, and, and the world they've come up in, they've been kind of protected. Right. But if the world just takes them and dumps them right on their head, you know, they, they will harden up in, in no time. And they won't have a choice, right? And and people think that you can't do that, but once you get put in that position, you don't have a choice. The the mass majority will, will come out of that much stronger and, and much tougher. It'll change their perspective on life for sure. We will survive like we're like the cockroach. Whatever happens, like we have exactly the, we have like we have the inherent will to survive, man. It's the same when I try to like squat the mosquito mosquito that's sucking my blood. And it flies away. It's the same fucking will, will of surviving. For sure, for sure. And, and I love, like, I don't have time to watch a lot of TV, but when I do, I, I do prefer shows that kind of touch on that topic. Like The Walking Dead was one of my favorite TV series. And that's one of the reasons why is it, it talks about taking people and, and culture and just completely ripping out everything that you thought you knew and, and all your comfort and, and putting you in those bad spaces. and. You know, humans are very uh, resourceful and, and creative and tough when they need to be. But 
when, when they're brought up and they don't know any different, right? What do you what do you expect out of them? Exactly, it's a good point. It's very hard to break out of the cultural patterns and create anything new out of that, and like break the change of your upbringing and all that stuff. It's fucking difficult, but nonetheless, we have the ability to do it, and it ha it's happening every single day. So yeah, there's beauty in everything. But bro, you can really talk, man. You just shifted that subject into a TV series in 2.5 seconds. Man, that's one thing my wife says, Bruce. She says, you love to talk. And, and what's weird is like, I'm kind of an introvert. I was always, I wasn't shy growing up, but I, it took me a while to warm up to people. <clears throat> and it wasn't until I got into, well, I had one specific job where I had to travel around and teach safety. And once you got used to being up in front of people and, and talking, and you were the quote-unquote expert on whatever subject matter, it did get me used to public speaking a little bit more. So I always have this like anxiety. And I think we've talked about that just in your regular spaces before. As a group, we were talking about how, how sometimes it can be such an anxiety-ridden thing to get up on here and, and speak publicly. But over time, dude, crypto has just brought me out of my shell. If it's crypto or MMA-related, and that's the two things I talk about the most in my project, like I can just go and go and go. And of course, if that shifts and the other things I, I enjoy talking about, you know, a pretty wide variety of subject matter. Man, yeah, you, I really got, that's one of the first impressions of you two as well. Like you can really fucking go and you're passionate about something, man. Your DMs, man, my DMs with you is just so much info. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing, man. It's like... It's like the force with the Jedi. It's a blessing to have it, man. You just need to aim it or adjust it into what you want. It is trying to like uh, funnel that into, you know, something more productive and positive. Sometimes it's easy for me to go on and on and on. I was talking to someone. I have an AMA tomorrow on Discord, and uh, most of the questions will be off the cuff. And uh, this will be on the OmniFlix Discord since that's what we're going to mint. And the guy sent me over a couple preloaded questions, more specific about the game, so I could kind of have a, an idea of what I wanted to say. And I started writing out my answers, and I realized, oh, this is way too much detail, way too much, um, you know, it, it's too much meat. Like, I need to, like, I won't say dumb it down. I need to narrow the scope so that it's not so long-winded. And, you know, people get lost in that sometimes. Like, for every person out there that reads the DM, uh, going off the hinge that, that like you, there's people that if they see like those four paragraphs in their DMs, they won't make it through the first paragraph, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just some people don't have that um, that ability or that want or drive to like see the full picture. And my boss is like that. He's a very smart IT guy, Bruce. And if he asks me a question, I've had to learn over the years to give him a short, direct answer because the minute I try to give him a detailed written answer his eyes glaze over and, and he doesn't focus on all the details i've given him anyways he just assumes or jumps to something that i said so i've learned how to kind of narrow the scope but it's super difficult for me to do and talking oh there's b bands hey b bands what is up lovely for her to join <laughs> talking about the work and the jobs and everything let's see if she's gonna come up you're also allowed just to chill back and listen b bands it's saturday Nothing is required of you. <laughs> yes, Saturday, no, no pressure. Hey, um, 
I can't hang out here today. But as soon as I saw the Rock, Rock FM, I was like, I felt some kind of obligation to at least say hello. <laughs> because <laughs> like, hello, I, I got to take the kids to do some Easter stuff. So, kids. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. But as, as we were just saying as you jumped up, like, I know you lose sound sometimes when you go from listener to speaker. I was just I was just saying that nothing is required of you today. There's no expectations, expectations, it's Saturday. Just That's enjoy. how I operate. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't let people down if they're not expecting anything from me. What are you talking about? <laughs> Brother, you got to get it right, man. <laughs> oh, man, we are on the same page, sis. <laughs> I can hear it. I had a tactic every time I started on a new school or on a new education that I would start literally and deliberately to be five minutes late to every class. So they just knew he would be five minutes late. It helped me a lot through the time. Anyway, Chris, let's get into the matter at hand, right? Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry, I was putting, uh, I was putting one of my dogs up. He's He's going back and forth and barking at the deer that are two miles away from the house, but... He wants to bark nonetheless. I'm like, you gotta be quiet. I'm on the on the on the space and the port one. What can you you can't really blame him, right, man? You just want that deer meat. Yeah, Tastes good. He's, uh, he's just bored, wants to go from window to window. So I I wanna start from the beginning really quick, Chris. Like I wanna hear how how you got the idea to build the or start the fight bets concept and project. Yeah, so um, I've, I've actually had this specific idea for the MMA game since I first heard about NFTs. Um, early on, I, I like I, I didn't jump into NFTs right away, uh, mainly because of the ETH gas fees, and uh, I was kind of like taking hiatus from ETH. I was like, I did the, the ETH ICO. So I remember the ICO boom and I remember the money grab. I mean, you can make a lot of money, but you also can lose a lot of money and everyone's promising everything under the sun um, and not necessarily delivering. So I remember early in, in, in NFTs, I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I'm going to jump in on this. But I said, but as soon as I see the NFT space kind of like um, create the tool sets for the kind of ideas that I have and the technology is there, then I'll, I'll jump in. And I kept looking, you know, I was looking at all the different EVM chains. I was, I saw Avalanche getting popular. I saw Solana getting popular and, uh, you know, Solana with the chain stoppages and stuff. I didn't want to mess with that. I did kind of mess with their NFT space a little bit, but not really. And then, uh, I was on Tezos for a while. I begged, uh, I begged different places. I used to send DMS to devs and say, Hey, when can we have NFT staking? I really need NFT staking for this game idea I have. I uh, said, so when, you know, and I was asking for lots of features. And it really wasn't until I came to Juno and Cosmos in general that I noticed that one, they're already building out a lot of the stuff I, I wanted and needed. And man, just access to the devs on Twitter. Like anytime <clears throat> they're on, you can, you know, catch them on Twitter and, uh, Discord and all these spaces, and you can just kind of mention something. The next thing you know, they they have it out, right? So I, I love this space. I love uh, Cosmos and the NFT space here. I think IBC transfers is going to be huge. Um, so yeah, this is this is something I've had in mind for quite some time, and I really just had to wait for 
the tech to mature enough to kind of get the idea. So, so, so Dow tech, the, the early Dow tool sets and tech wasn't where it needed to be for this idea to work. And the NFT isn't quite there yet either. Awesome, Chris. So would you say that the commute, the sense of community is strong over on, on Juno? Uh, what's like what's your experience with that like the devs are way closer it's easier to communicate communicate with the team so yeah yeah and not just Juno but many 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 of these spaces do like Omniflix like all it took was uh, I went over there to do a test mint and you know because they are a newer chain and they still have to release their token and you know everything for them has been testing testing release it to the community let people build um but I went over to do a test and, and the first thing I noticed was you couldn't just mint, right? Which for me was a shocker. I'm like, what? I can't mint? I'm like, I, I just want to mint so I can do a test mint, right? And, uh, but it, it sent me to their Discord to ask for, to request permission to get the ability to white, be whitelisted to mint. And man, as soon as I did that, from that point on, I've had an instant uh, team of people around me just assisting me and answering questions and it's like they they have spaces and introduce you to the community um i'm not big into stargaze i did kind of test stargaze a little bit um i was having some issues with the metadata whereas i thought omniflix with their schema metadata thing was much easier to, to for new people to kind of learn to, to use um but stargaze is the same thing you, you go over there in the community and the developers and do just this I can't think of chains that I've had more fun on since pre-2017 bull run. And that's just being real. I think after the the Luna, like I really, really, really love being over on Luna. Like Terra Luna was one of my favorites. It really irks me because I think stable coins is, are one of the biggest issues that you need to solve. And I think we see that now with the way the SEC and the government is trying to chase and regulate stable coins. I think a decentralized stable coin or some of these really crazy alternate methods of stable values that aren't necessarily pegged to US dollars or euros or fiat currencies. I think that's a, an important key to solve uh, for crypto to have huge growth. And I'm very irritated because there was a lot of bad and, and craziness that went on on Terra Luna, but from a community standpoint, um, I started there. I, I didn't come to Juno until when Juno first launched, it was about maybe the $5 mark, you know, I'd heard about it. I wasn't an Adam staker, so I didn't get the airdrop. And I went over there. I purchased it because I started looking about Dow Dow and Dow Up. And, and for you guys that have been there for a while, you remember Dow Up didn't last long because of some of the uh, things that, that happened with, with some some rug pulls and money grabs that happened early on. But, you know, Dow Dow has matured and is going to have its own way to sell NFTs and and do crowd sales on that stuff. So um, that's kind of what got me into Juno. So my, my first couple months in Juno was just kind of buying it, creating a DAO, testing the software. But I really was, I was still on Clubhouse back then. And nobody on Clubhouse talked anything about Cosmos other than Terra Luna. And, you know, Terra Luna added the Cosmos SDK later, I think. So it's not like people in the Cosmos as a whole embraced Terra, at least not most, at least not a lot of, I feel like, you know, Cosmos was split on whether or not they liked uh, Terra Luna and Doquan and everything that was going on over there. And the UST is a stable coin. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think that's what got me into it. And then once the terror crash happened, I was kind of burnt out on crypto for a while. Uh, the people started dying and down. Uh, the only people left on Clubhouse really were the Bitcoin maxis. And there's a couple of tiny, smaller uh, crypto rooms. But that's when, it, when I came to Spaces and kind of realized like, oh, like, dude, the communities for Cosmos are all over here. They're, they're all on Spaces. They're all on Twitter. And dude, that, that after that was off the races. I was like, holy cow, I've been, this is what I've been looking for. And I've been missing because the, the, the level of community, the level of interaction on Juno and Cosmos uh, here on Twitter and Twitter spaces is phenomenal. And I think that's one of the big selling points going into the next bull market that's really going to stand out to people. Now, we all know once you have that growth, it does become more difficult. Like when you become a polygon or an ETH or an avalanche and you have that much more volume. Um, it can make a huge difference. So I don't think that this uh, lasts forever in the Cosmos space because every chain matures to where it becomes just, you know, devs are human beings. You can't be everywhere at once all the time. So people should really, really, really be thankful for this and take advantage of this while you have it because it may not last past the 2025 bull run, I don't think. Maybe maybe it's going to all be a little more centralized. The more liquidity there's coming the more people there are the more centralized the new sources will be right and, and if just people get busier right if if you have a space with you know 25 to 100 to 300 people that's pretty manageable for any team to kind of interact with most people in that space but once you grow to a couple thousand per twitter spaces you can't possibly interact with everyone you can't answer every dm you can't answer every question so you only get this special amount of attention when the volume and uh, the growth is lower and slow. And then once it's off to the races, you know, that's why it's good to get in an early and established relationship so that you're known before it becomes super popular. It's good, good perspective, I think. And we're still early, I think, because there's still a lot of attention, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super early. But yeah, dude, good, good people, good crew, uh, good developers. Um, I, I love, I love how easy it was how, to come in and just get to know people. How how's Dao uh, Dao been? Dao been Dao 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 down in the Dao. How's that been, <laughs> dude? I, th I think it's the best Dao tool set. I know there's one or two over on EVM. I forget the name of it. Uh, I was in Clubhouse one day, and this guy that I'm friends with, um, he was telling me about one specifically that he uses and it was a pretty rich deep tool set kind of like what we we have with dow dow but being evm it has its own issues and definitely the gas fees are always going to be a big thing on evm based chains so i mean i prefer dow dow dude I, th I think this stuff and and when you go in their discord and you talk to uh the guys in discord that are actually building out dow dow your access to them to give them feedback and request special features and to get questions answered um, is pretty phenomenal. I, I really enjoy it. I couldn't agree more, to be honest. Like I've been in the Discord talking with them and RegFM actually received some DAO DAO tokens today for the work. Awesome. Yeah, I probably should go request some DAO DAO tokens. I, 
I haven't done it yet, but people keep telling me I should since I'm building stuff on that. I, I probably will. I agree. I agree, man. I even had it written down in my notes here for today's interview. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to do it. Um, but uh, and, and I will. But dude, like Noah, I love how they got the whole uh, the hashtag. Thanks, Noah. I, I like how the um, the guys in there are are super accessible. They can answer questions. And uh, dude, my my level of understanding and growth and Dow Dow in such a short amount of time is definitely due to Twitter and Discord. If it wasn't for the amount of help they'd have, I'd still be trying to figure some of this stuff out. It is a bit difficult. I would say, and I think Dao Dao would really be perfect if there could be some top of uh, some sort of uh, UI on top of it. That right, and that's, and that's something that I think that, that you'll see in general. I don't think uh, normies and regular users are going to be, maybe they'll get Dao Dao eventually or younger kids and their generations come up understanding Dao's will just know it. But for your average person, Dow Dow can be pretty intimidating, even though we look at it and think, oh, this is cool. This is pretty easy. I understand all these different features. And um, But for even thinking about my gameplay, right now, I would probably attract some crypto people. But if I want to attract MMA or sports fans to do fantasy sports and sports betting in general, are they going to come get on Dow Dow? Probably not. Um, now, if you go to like Wind, uh, Windex, or you go to anything that's using a Dow Dow version or a Dow Dow fork, you know that the UI and UX can be adjusted to interact with Dow Dow on the back end. And that's pretty much what we'll have to do is we'll have to build out eventually a front end that feels more like a fantasy sports site or, you know, a fantasy uh, or a sports betting site and have that interact with Dow Dow. And that's what would bring in like your, your normal, uh, non-crypto users because even then you're gonna have to educate them on kepler wallet maybe you have to have Cato built in so you can use their credit card to buy uh, stable coins you probably need a dex right there on site to trade those stable coins to whatever tokens you're using to bet on the games there's a lot to think about for ui and ux and the, the customer experience when you're trying to attract non-crypto people into the space and that is like we really want that we want way more liquidity over here way more volume so I think it's a really, really, really important part of the project, but it's going to come. I'm sure of it. Like people can just make it. And yeah, I think that's I, I also expect, part of your plans, right? Yeah. And I, I don't expect this to be a, a huge project or a huge amount of volume here in a bear market. I do think trying to accumulate as much crypto as you can in the bear market is smart. That way you can take advantage of the price appreciation and the staking rewards uh, going into the 2024 uh, Bitcoin having and the hopeful normal 2025, 26 Bitcoin bull run. Um, I think that uh, accumulating as much crypto because everyone's like, oh, well, you only did, you know, 10 bets testing this week. And uh, those 10 bets netted you uh, six Juno. Okay. Yeah. Juno at a dollar. Who cares? But Juno at 45 to a hundred dollars. That's what we're thinking. Right. So for us, it makes sense to do as much testing, as much building and try to start holding as many games as we can while the crypto prices are in the dumps because it's not like we would cash any of it out right now. What we would do is would stake it and hold it and let that price appreciation and the staking rewards come in so that hopefully by the end of the next bull run, going into the 2026-27 bear market, 
um, if the four year cycles act like normal, you know, then you can, you know, cash out of the top and, and build the front end and the next bull market or the next bear market. Smart. So it's a, it's a slow process and there's a lot of strategy on how to do this, especially when you're trying to do it without a lot of capital, because I don't want an ICO. Uh, we will make some money off the NFT sales. And I do think that uh, even though people may not be MMA or UFC fans, you never know. Uh, if our NFTs are cheap enough and people realize we are going to do a 10% uh, airdrop um, to every NFT holder. So if we have 30,000 different cards, NFT cards, for these 600 UFC fighters, roughly 50 cards per fighter, and you take 100 million uh, bets tokens, 10% of that is 10 million tokens, and you airdrop that to 30,000 different NFT card holders, that's roughly 333 bets per NFT if every single NFT were to be purchased and staked before the snapshot time. So hopefully that's enough to drive uh, all the all of them to be sold. But if not, there's going to be a lot of strategy later on for the ones that aren't sold because every single month you're going to have a UFC fight and there's going to be certain fighters on that card whose card can be used to play in game or to stake for bets. So I think there's a lot of strategy from a marketplace perspective that we're going to see. And, uh, you know, if I can just drive home um, enough sales in the bear market, I think that'll pay dividends once we get price appreciation going forward. You heard it here, Alpha for an app, guys. So ten percent, Bruce. It's, it's not a lot, but it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's going to be a lot when you consider. Uh, this is not one of those tokens where we're going to reward you. Like we're not using inflation of bets to give to bet stakers. So it's going to be a very, very, very uh, tightly controlled emission you're only going to on on five farm you're only going to earn a certain number of bets for playing the game a certain number of bets for staking one or both of the fighters in a fight and um you're going to earn bets to curate the games by voting and creating the different proposals in the dow so but you got to remember like this is just a small Fight Farm is just a small piece of Juno bets and, and the bets token as a whole. Like we don't want to allocate um, 100% of the supply to go to Fight Farm the game. If the idea is to have this become a fantasy sports, sports betting DAO and introduce other sports, then you have to leave a lot of the liquidity locked up in the DAO to give to teams to build those other sports games and to reward their people for playing. So it's not going to be 10% doesn't sound like a lot from an airdrop perspective. But when you consider the early liquidity, that's going to be like at least 33 to 40% of the total supply of liquid. It's a pretty big chunk of it. Yeah, it's also healthy to have have some decent tokenomics, man. Sustainability is is the uh, not the only, but like should be alpha and omega, omega in your perspective during a bear market, especially okay. when launched. Yeah, and, and I think I sent you a lot of that in the DM. Um, and the way we're doing our tokenomics is pretty unique. We'll have our white paper out. I keep going back and re revising it, but eventually we'll have our white paper out that it explains all the games, all the staking, and it's going to explain the tokenomics a little bit more in depth. But I think people are going to be shocked and surprised at the tokenomics. I've already had a lot of different people on different crypto teams look at me and say I'm crazy because 
They're like, dude, there's no way this is going to work. You're not going to be able to afford to pay yourself. Do uh, you is the white paper out already? No, no, no. We're we're close to releasing it. I'll definitely because uh, I love read reading here. white papers. I don't think you understand. That's like my yeah. favorite thing to do. And as soon as something I'll, new comes out, I, I like want to get my eyes on it. Well, I'll definitely bring it in here. I'll probably bring it to you guys and let you guys proofread it first because I trust y'all's judgment and opinion, and I'd like to get at least one or two eyeballs on it before I make it public. But yeah, I think the tokenomics part will shock people. Bans because using inflation don't get me wrong there's a there's there's good and there's pluses and minuses for doing that you've seen the conversations on tokenomics and the cosmos space particularly uh because we have massive amounts of inflation on most of these chains and i don't think it's sustainable and i don't think it's fair to your stakers in the dow or your players in the game because they get dumped on constantly not just by the developers but look at look at the drama that comes up on who gets funded with community funds right and all that's from inflation. So yeah, you you might get funded, but all you're doing is dumping on me, the staker. And even if I find like what Rack FM or what other people do is value, I just think that eventually crypto needs to mature. And if you aren't able to fund your community with like actual revenue of actual products sold, then then you're not going to make it. Um, this is suffice to help launch crypto. And it was useful at first, but over time, we see the same things happen over and over and over again. Now, I think the good thing is, is it doesn't have to be a bad thing for Juno or Osmosis or any of these ones that have high inflation and stuff. I think long term, they're going to be able to do some things to fix their tokenomics and the communities will kind of force them to as these chains mature. But from a project perspective, like what we're doing is risky because we're not doing your traditional, hey, the devs are going to take 30% of this. And the community fund is going to be 30% of this. And we're just going to dump all over everyone. You see what I'm saying? Like, we want to try something different. And there is a little bit of risk to it. And it definitely prevents us from, from being just a money grab. But I think people will realize the way we have this set up is if you have a product, and I think that our product will be like that. Maybe not at first, but I think over time, if we can grow the community and we can grow the game and we can give someone, uh, a chance to come in and have an experience. I think eventually you don't care what the crypto market's doing. You don't care whether the price of Bitcoin or your token is up or down because every single bit of revenue that you create is how you reward the development team and the stakers. That means if I'm having a $5 bet on each fight tonight, I don't care whether Juno is $1 or $100. All I know is I got $5 of Juno per bet, right? And that's how I think crypto eventually is going to be, become, if you want to survive long term, is you have to start getting out of the inflation mindset and start getting into running it more like a real business, which is not easy. But I think that's the direction crypto will be forced to go. Thanks, quick Chris. Just a quick reset. Um, talking about Chris and Fight Farm tokenomics in general, if you want to make it, Chris, I think you need to get Robo and the Nick to approve your white paper. Robo will take care of the grammar and and the language, and the Nick will take take care of your tokenomics. That would be your best bet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for you guys to read the white paper. And, and, you know, I take criticism well. So if people see something and they think it's bullshit, or they think it sucks, or they think it's not going to work, like I, I challenge people to tell me, and, I, and I'll have the conversation with them all day long, 
if I could only tell you how many of my friends who started projects over on Avalanche and some of these EVM chains looked at me and said, you're crazy. And they basically encouraged me to launch our project and do like every other team and do like a money grab where we get 30% of the supply. And if, even if it's like uh setup where we only get a certain amount for the next two or three years or whatever, you know, and I'm not blasting people to do that. That is the culture of launching a project in crypto. It's just the way people do it. It's like the post ICO way of doing it. They didn't want to have a crowd sale. They didn't want the SEC knocking on the door. So what do we do? We airdrop it to everyone. That'll give it a market price. And then we're going to keep X percent. And then we're going to have the community have X percent. And that's how we're going to fund everything. Like it's, it's not that I'm judging that and saying that people that do that are criminals or crooks or whatever. I'm just saying, I think there's a better way. And I think that if you want to see long-term sustainability, you have to start to change your mindset. Like those, those ways of doing it, uh, I think eventually they're going to fade. You're going to see in the next probably two Bitcoin four-year cycles, the next two bull runs, I think you'll see a lot of that old way of thinking fade away. I think it has to for these things to become more sustainable and survive bear markets. Very long perspective you have of thing, uh, on things, Chris. Very long perspective. It's nice to hear from a dude that's starting a new project. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm talking about your project and tokenomics and all that. Like, what reasons are there to to buy into your project, Chris? To buy your NFTs for the user when it's not a cash grab. Right. So, so here's the thing: we we will have to attract MMA and UFC fans and people that like fantasy sports games or betting if we want to be successful. But I don't think that's going to be our initial customers, and I don't think it has to be our only customer. I want the NFT and the DAO experience and the kind of the the game that's below the game. The the you know yeah this is ultimately this is uh, you buy an NFT for a fighter you go and you bet it and you win crypto you win NFTs and you earn some bets tokens for playing ultimately that the core that's what the game is right. But let's say Robo, and we know he is a UFC fan, but let's say Robo hates the UFC, but Robo is a big NFT freak and he loves to come in and flip NFTs. He loves to come in and find ways to create revenue off NFTs. And he doesn't necessarily care how the NFT generates him revenue. He's just a, a, a crypto player, right? I think there's a, a strategy to our NFTs because they're tied to a real world event. Like maybe maybe Robo and bands don't give a shit about UFC, but if they start to realize, hey, the floor pumps and certain cards, there's, there's a certain number of sales every single week based on a UFC fight, what will they do? They'll start to say, well, let me look up and see the next four UFC fights in the next month so I can go front run and purchase these NFTs. And if I've got 50 NFTs per fighter and only two have sold, that means I can buy the other 48 for one to two Juno a piece and mark them up to four, right? Because if, if, if you know which fighters are popular for sure, there's less risk in that. Now you could buy- But you some- need to, Chris, you need to factor in that Don is gonna make some pump and dump group chat on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm And saying. manipulate the whole market. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of manipulation. People are gonna know because the, the NFTs have a, a, a demand to be used, you can only play the NFT when the fighter's fighting, right? You can only stake the NFT if the fighter's fighting. So here's another thing we've done, Bruce. 
if 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 John Jones and Cyril Gaines are having their fight they just had, and you know that, and you go to the marketplace and you buy their their NFTs, you and you don't want to bet on that fight because you think it's too close to call, or maybe John Jones NFT is worth seven hundred dollars and you don't want to risk losing a seven hundred dollar uh, John Jones NFT versus Cyril Gaines is only a, a two hundred dollar NFT. You're like the, the 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 offset of price is not enough to risk it in the fight because if I lose. If I win, I only get $200 NFT maybe. But if I lose, I lose a $700 NFT. Well, you don't have to bet on the fight. You can go and you can stake it into the DAO. And every time you stake it, like if you stake one NFT on a fighter, I think we're going to give you three bets. If you stake both sides of the fight, both NFTs, you'll get seven bets. And what we do is, is we have a 48-hour period two weeks prior to the fight. Why do we do it that way? Well, because as soon as you stake it, we'll take a snapshot after everyone's there. You've only got 48 hours to get your fighters in there. We take a snapshot and then you can unlock your NFT. There's a four week unlock. So what that does is that makes it two weeks prior to the fight. You have less availability and less liquidity because maybe half of the NFTs got staked and they won't unlock until two weeks after the fight. So what does that do? The demand is driven up to buy it for staking and for betting in the fight. And if you're a seller in the market and half the NFTs just got staked and locked up for the next four weeks, or if you win one of those NFTs in, in your bet in the fight and you go to the market and sell it, you have less competition to sell. So I, th I think the way we've done that is pretty smart. We, we've kind of like messed and manipulated the supply and demand to give sellers the most money uh, leading into the fight and post fight if they were to win an nft and that was done on purpose we we want our players uh and, and our people who hold our nfts for those nfts to hold value and to drive value and if you think about it what did we just see uni ununify or, or whoever it is they're doing like uh lending where you use your nfts as collateral if you have real world demand tied to a real world fighter who fights multiple times per year and your whole NFTs are based on, hey, there's going to be demand for your two to three UFC fights every single month, both for staking, uh, which gives you revenue, and for betting, which could give you revenue. I think that's going to hold such good value that you're going to see a lot of them get locked up as collateral, which means that there's even more demand. So the, I think that's going to impact the prices. I think it's going to impact how much we have to mint uh, on popular fighters who are in demand. I'm excited to see... Uh, how many non-MMA and non-UFC people jump in on this just from a profit motive market manipulation perspective. Sounds like you thought about everything, Chris. So that's like two points of <laughs> two points of speculation, right? You can use it for bidding or you can like use it to yeah, just flip it, right? What about if you just want to huddle it and you believe in the project and you're you see this more like a trading card game. I think the hodlers will be the ones at stake, right? Because if you're a hodler and, and you're like, man, there's only going to be 50 uh, John Jones when you first mint. Well, guess what? If the demand goes up and a lot of these John Jones cards get locked up um, in staking and they get locked up in uh, lending platforms to borrow as collateral, um, and some people are just hodlers. They don't want to risk, like maybe John Jones sells for uh, $2 to Juno on mint day. And then 
the price immediately hits is listed for like $500 because he is John Jones. You know, I think that there will be a lot of people who just want to hodl and be a collector because it is set up to be a, ultimately it is a, a, a trading card, a collectible trading card. It's like a throwback to the early days of baseball, basketball, football cards. We want that digital version. And there is a balance that we have to keep on supply and demand. Like we don't want to over mint. Uh, one thing we're doing as well is, is if you have a retired fighter, someone who's inactive, uh, you can buy a legend card. The legend card is only going to be five cards, like five NFTs per fighter. So you have much, much, much less supply. And there's going to be some special abilities for that legend card to come in and be bet on anyone's fight and they can stake at any time. There's going to be some perks for that, right? Well, initially, the legend cards will be auctioned. Everything else will just be listed for a set price, and we're going to have auctions on legend cards. So most likely, hodlers are going to go try to buy those legend cards and auction them for the special abilities and also price appreciation. But in the future, what we want to do is say John Jones uh, fights for another five years, Bruce, and he's so popular that we have version one, version two, version three, and version four. And then John Jones finally retires. If you buy one of every single version and you hodl it at the very end of his retirement, once he retires and he's no longer fighting, if you take every single version of John Jones card on Fight Farm and you burn it, you can combine that into one legend card, which will have the special abilities. So there's there's a lot of gamification that we're going to do to reward hodling and uh, me and my new partner. Uh, right now, I started with one one partner, Omer. Uh, and he's in Mexico. He's one of my wife's friends that I met while I lived down in Mexico for a year. And uh, he's my my initial partner. Uh, but we just brought in another friend who used to be one of my roommates. And he used to work with me at an IT company. And uh, he's really uh, creative. He's a really big UFC MMA fan. And we've been actually discussing some of these things you can do for special cards and special abilities in the game and long-term hodling. So we, we have some surprises. I can't spill all the alpha just yet, but I did spill just a little bit of alpha. You will be able to combine cards in the future and, and burn them for, for uh, very special legend cards. Amazing, Chris. That sounds really, really fun, man. Like you really put in a lot of gamification, as you said, into this project. And I just want to ask, up how ask on how how long is your vision for this project because now you mentioned like john jones whole career and huddling the it's, nfc it's super long term i mean the the way we set up our team uh rewards is uh myself and omer will get 10 percent of the supply and we we only get to unlock it's all staked so we have voting rights but we only get to unlock a portion of that supply once a year for 16 years. So I'm at least in this for the next four, four year uh, Bitcoin cycles. That's, that's how long my vision is on, on fight farm. Now I can't say that every single game for Juno bets is like that. We, I'm not going to do basketball. I'm not going to do golf. I don't care what Timmy says. I'm not going to do ultimate Frisbee. If other people want to come into Juno Bets and they want to bring a team of, of one or two or, or a team of people and they want to do other sports and build sports games, that's what the DAO is there for. That's what the token's there for. Um, they may have different timelines and, and perspectives on their games, and that's going to be a very fun part of the DAO. As a Bets token holder, everyone's going to have a say and some influence on what these other sports look like and how much tokens they can reward their, their players, etc. But 
for just Fight Farm and and my initial launch of the game that I want to do for MMA and UFC and maybe eventually adding in other uh, MMA organizations like Bellator or One, um, it's definitely at least a 16-year timeline because all of my tokens will be staked. Every year we'll unlock um, a portion of those tokens um, and some of that will be liquid. A very small percentage, you know, 32%, I believe, will be liquid. So Omer and I can either pay ourselves or restake it. And then 68% will go back to the DAO to be redistributed, either to fund more teams or reward more players, reward stakers, or reward these other sports. So it's a 16-year timeline at minimum for Fight Farm based on how we structured our payouts on our, our percentage. 16 years i think that's almost unheard of <laughs> 16 years dude i mean that's the thing dude ufc and mma is not going anywhere uh, ufc was like a two million dollar company back in the 90s when zufa entertainment bought it when they sold it for 4.2 billion back in like 2014 or 2015 like it was a four billion company i think right now it's valued at 12 billion and they just did that deal where uh, endeavor uh who owned UFC just signed a deal with WWE for pro wrestling. And they're going to create a new company valued at 21 million. I don't think MMA and UFC is going anywhere. I think we've just kind of got the tip of the iceberg now that it's on ESPN and they wear like more coordinated outfits. It's, it's just now starting to kind of become what most people would consider a professional sport. So for me, my timeline is like, dude, there's no telling what the growth will be like. But I don't care what the Bitcoin market's doing. I don't care about the price of Juno. I don't care about the price of Bitcoin. Bull market, bear market, nobody cares. If people play fantasy sports or people like sports betting, sports NFTs are something that will do well in any market. And you don't care what the token price is. So if you build, if you build your uh, game and your, your uh, project around being dependent on the price of your token, Every bear market's going to suck. We're not doing that. We're, we're building it around selling NFTs, creating a game, the fees in the game. We don't care about the price of crypto. Yeah, if it's, if it's high, it's high. If it's low, it's low. Who cares, right? But yeah, I think it's a long-term vision, and it's one that we can do no matter what the market is. And, and I think that's going to change people's perspective on how you, you build out a project in crypto. And I know not every project... <laughs> Sounds to be just like this, but you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's it's good to see some new uh, new ideas and tokenomics. Very refreshing. We're definitely going to try to do it different. So as soon as the white paper is ready, uh, I'm going to get. I'm going to make sure Bruce and B bands and Robo are the first three to uh, kind of get a, a sneak peek at it. You can give me all the feedback because if I get a tongue lashing from Robo. Or if I get some uh, shit talking from from bands, I think uh, I might need to correct some things before I release it to the public. I'd rather have you guys do it than the public do it. Thanks, bro, man. We really appreciate that. That's also a part of what Rag FM is for, man. Just a quick oh, yeah. uh, quick sure. shout out, uh, or what you say, just information for the guys down and in the listening or listener spots. Go up in the nest to the middle tweets, the second tweet. Go into the alpha.omniflix TV. It's the second drop out of 10. Remember, you collected, guys. At one point, it will be too late. I don't know when, but it will happen. 
I had a question for you, Chris, about the um, about how you're gonna how you're gonna onboard the new users that is not crypto interested interested. Because as you say, like bear market, schmear market, doesn't matter when you have a product that's not dependent on token price, but you are kind of dependent on users like everybody else, right? And right. your main your main basis base of your demography must be MMA fans, right? Exactly. And that's and ultimately ultimately you're right. But I think in order to do that, Bruce, you have to have a good UI UX. And we are starting from the ground floor with zero funding. And you know, depending on how well our first two or three runs of uh NFTs do will depend on how quickly we get the front end. I think you have to have a good front end with a good UI UX. Yes, there's going to be Kepler wallet. Yes, there's probably going to be Cato integration. So you can uh, have a, a new user use a credit card and buy USDC or, or whatever the token is for the first time. Um, and there's probably going to need to be some walkthroughs and some good, good user experiences built to attract MMA and UFC fans who aren't necessarily into crypto. But that's like the long term vision, Bruce. I don't, I don't think that we have to be so hyper focused and think that, uh, you know, if you don't have capital to build the front end, you can't do that anyways. Like no, none of them are going to come in and use DowDow. And we're very aware of that. What I do think is, is that the people who are here today, the people who are in uh, Juno and Cosmos and DowDow, I don't think they have to be UFC or MMA fans to appreciate uh, the fun gameplay and and the NFT market play they can do to flip NFTs and manipulate the market and stake for the bets token and go dump it. And, you know, there's a lot of things built in for people who aren't necessarily UFC fans, but they are NFT and DAO fans. So I think our initial customer is going to be um, try to attract people who are already here, who are already familiar with DAOs, who are already familiar with NFTs, who already like to take advantage and 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 have fun and and make the most profit they can in nfts i think that's your 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 first customer then as the 2024 bitcoin halving happens and we start to enter that bull territory usually by december post halving going into the the new year um that's when you might see a lot of new people on board into crypto and we would definitely begin to chase new people because even if they aren't familiar with NFTs and DAOs, everyone's in learning mode. Everyone is, is, has got that, that bug. They've got that greed factor. They're here to make money. They're here to learn about new things. And the first time they invest in a token and it flips and they make a 10X or 100X, what's the first thing that they do? Well, let me go find an NFT or let me go find a game or let me go find another token uh, that I can, can buy. So I, I think there's a, a strategy of, of attract who's here now attract the new people in the bear market. And as long as we play our cards right and we can build capital with the NFT sales and stake that and then get price appreciation, then we can hire someone to build up the front end. Um, I love what wind has done. I mean, ours wouldn't look like wind because there still looks like proposals. Ours are going to have to be more of a gamified front end that looks more like a fantasy sports or sports betting platform that interacts with Dow Dow on the back end. Um, I've started getting quotes for that. Let me tell you, it is quite expensive. I've heard anywhere from $40,000 to $120,000. Um, talking so, of Chris, just quick, just talking about expensive, expensive men. Be careful with taking a leap of faith with Kepler. 
that's all I have to say, man. Oh yeah, and I, I was just using Kepler as the generic popular, you know, wallet. You know, um, gotcha. I know that, uh, you know, I know we have Leap. I have Leap installed. I know there's this new one coming that everyone was was tweeting about, and no one seems to have tested it yet. Um, but yeah, I I think that we would. Oh, awesome. I appreciate that, Chris. I appreciate that little one you put <laughs> also, in there. Yeah, I also want to see uh, it's because that's the one made by Umi, right? And then we have Sonar coming from Kuji. I think we're, by the time we get ready to build a front end, we'll have multiple options for wallets that we'd want to integrate. And uh, yeah, I'm not like, I, I love all the wallets, but um, yeah, I'm not sold on, on just one. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. I just want to say hi, hi to Robo, man. Yeah, what's up, Robo? What, what do you think about Chris, man? Seems like he knows his stuff. I don't even know where to join the conversation because I did have a point earlier, uh, which I'm going to like swing <laughs> back to very, very fucking quickly. Uh, the one thing I will say is that I wish I could have connected earlier. Uh, bro, I was out and for some reason it's the same as like Joe's the other night. Like I was just trying to get connected and it fucked me off. Uh, Chris, I think you've hit the nail on the head when you were talking to Bruce there and I don't know if Bruce picked up on it. The hardest sell for Chris is to app like proper UFC fans. Uh, onboarding NFT dudes like like us people who flip on Stargaze and who love NFTs, that's going to be really easy just for people to have skin in the game. Uh, the Dow people, the Dow Dow, like hardcore of us, they're easy conversions to this shit. Like what people tend to get is the hard sell for Chris is that I like the, the UFC fans who, you know, they might in, uh, interact with like blockchain or they might, you know, own some Dogecoin, Dogecoin or they might blah, blah. It, they might even be a bit more involved. But how does Chris, you know, transition these people who are real hardcore fans, like, like Green Pill, for example, these kind of people? I mean, you know, some, uh, Chris, I might be able to get you in touch with Green Pill, you know, if you can, if, if your shit's good enough, like if your stuff is up to like standards and it's like, you know, worthy of talking and I, and I believe that listening to you and talking to you for weeks now uh, a green pill might be able to give you a little push in the right direction like i think like i might be able to put you in touch with him like for sure but like th that's the problem isn't it chris how do you target real ufc fans like the hardcore yeah exactly and, and yeah we'll, we'll swing back in a second to that too robo make me familiar with who green pill is but but on your point you're right i don't think attracting nft and doubt people be hard i think the biggest challenge will be having a good enough UI UX and a good enough marketing um, and make it easy and exciting enough that someone that is just a regular fantasy sports, uh, sports better or a UFC fan would give it a chance, right? We all know that most crypto projects that want to attract mainstream users, no one has figured that part out yet. The gamifying, the, 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 the game file that we saw in the last bull market, it kind of did, but it kind of didn't. I do think, if not this bull run, I think the 2028 uh, Bitcoin having 2029 bull run by then, I think that's when you'll really see huge growth. I think there needs to be some more, more maturity um, before you can kind of get that level in there. That doesn't mean we won't try to chase it, but yeah. And but yeah, back to who that who's who's Greenfield Robo? I'm not familiar. Well, when you're talking about though, the UI and stuff like this, right? There's like this is the thing about the trade-off with Web two, Web three, right? Obviously, your entire thing operates on chain, 
correct, yeah? Obviously, if you're like running it through the dodo, blah, it's 100 right, okay. Therefore, when it you do that on chain, there become certain limitations. Uh, I don't know if Bruce has asked this tonight, like, like, have you experienced any particular massive like limitations before we uh, swing back around again? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, like, are you thinking like, oh, I might have to offset this or offset that? Or I, I, are you able to do everything you want to do on chain or what? Uh, we're, we're for the most part, we're able to do most of what we want to do. We're, we're actually for what we're doing. We need to use multiple dials. I didn't ask about most. Are you a hundred percent on chain with all of your transactions in regards to what's going on or not? Oh yeah, as far as the game, the actual gameplay, uh, it's one hundred percent on on chain. Nothing, every every fight, every bet is a proposal into Dow Dow. Uh, every NFT uh, right now is minted in the Dow. Um, every payout and pay in is, is in the Dow. Um, eventually, we will offset our NFTs to Omniflix and IBC them over to be used in the game. But yeah, it is 100% on chain. There are things that we want to do gameplay wise and uh, that we would like to have the DAO run it in a different kind of way. And I've made those requests to DAO DAO to see if that's a possibility. Uh, okay. I, I only asked because we could have, rack, rack, by the way, I mean, rack bet and, you know, uh, we could have made trade-offs. And for us, it wasn't worth doing it. If you look at like the time scale of what blockchain will be able to do, blah, blah, blah. It was a kind of case of like, well, Okay, we might have to like like leave this like game until there is a three second block time, but there will be soon. Like we can capitalize on. It's like I don't know, Bruce. Bruce, am I talking shit? Because it's been an exciting day, and I'm a bit pumped actually. Over a few <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're right. not talking shit. But yeah, uh, that's that's been the talk of the town in the beginning for for the red guys. Yeah, and I think I think that kind of betting, Robo, that kind of betting is is where you're constantly people are, are taking their spins and, and they're constantly playing. That can be hard. That's a hard problem to solve. The good thing about ours is you're betting on a fight and then you have to wait for the results. It's a lot slower moving. So so the blockchain part isn't as much of a challenge as what you guys are doing. I, I'm still amazed at how well uh, <laughs> the raccoon bet works uh, because it's so... I was even thinking about that. Like, how do they make this work 100% on chain? They do with the ticket brains. Imagine what's coming. Imagine what's coming. Honest to God, I feel sorry for the people that, like, didn't know what's coming. But anyway, not a distract. Uh, Bruce, I missed, like, the first, like, like I heard you talking about tokenomics when I come in. I saw your woman, B-Bands, is here. Hello, B-Bands, darling. Is Hello. Hello, darling. Did you apply on Omniflix for that second NFT or what? No, I'm sitting by the window smoking a blunt, uh, relaxing and listening to um, everything going on right now. That was last night? Last night we did that, by the way. Oh, I already did that one from yesterday? Oh, I thought this Uh was a new one. No, it's It's all right. the same one you've seen it uh, you've seen it in, in advance nobody else i we haven't none of us have published it no one's seen it yet when that drops you, that's no what was the link from yesterday that or last night for you that that's link. in the it, or is that the the Al- no alpha dot omniflix in the nest yes i see the link uh, 
Guys, I'm not going to hijack this. Wait, 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 Chris, you're going to love this. Rebel DeFi's just arrived in Bangkok tonight. Can you believe this? Apparently, he's here. Can we bring him up or not? He's in my hometown. Rebel DeFi's here. Oh, dude, I like Winston's looking at me. And I just want right to ask Chris before we go into this part of the show. Chris and I, we... We agreed upon an hour, and we have passed that, but I just want to ask him if there's anything he wants to say before we kind of change the mood. Yeah, just uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I appreciate all the attention and and, and feedback, and um, I know you guys don't have to do that. I love what you guys do. I love to give uh, negative feedback and call things like they are. I think that's very important in the space. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's very entertaining. I think what you guys do is fantastic. Uh, the team you put together, Robo, is phenomenal. All of them bring value. So thank you for having me. I definitely can't wait to come back. And thank you for the shine that you've given me and my project. We're new. We're trying to build this from the ground up. And without people like you, no one would know who the fuck I am. So definitely thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, one last thing. One last thing. Is- you do it before you move to the last thing, can I just say something? You're doing shit with Dow Dow that like all of us like highly appreciate. So like I'm trying to keep quiet about this because I'm like pump and rack FM Dow, obviously. And I like I kind of get too engrossed in the people's Dows, if you know what I mean. But if I could in public, I'd be like, hey, these are trying to and that's really interesting what you were saying about like change and like the interface of it, like what wind did, like like wind is just like Dow Dow, effectively. You know, with a bit of like a uh, programming and engineering and blah blah blah, yeah, right? It's a Ford blah, version, blah, blah. right? If we oh, exactly, if we if we could get someone to like work on Rack FM now, fucking Jesus Christ, bro! We have not. How we? How do we get there? Listen, can myself, somebody can somebody tell Coin Landing Page to fucking make make a UI page for Dow Dow's instead? Myself, <laughs> myself and Gelato have got together and realised that, like, listen. Juno is only going to become really fucking strong. Like, like, like Jake and them can make the tools. Yeah, fantastic, right? But, like, who's going to use them? Who's going to utilize and, like, power max this shit, right? Chris, listen. And I've been, like, I held off on coming in tonight because, like, I wanted to give Bruce his, like, his moment to shine tonight. And I know he did. Literally, like, if we all stick together, Right, and we're we're in the Dow like the Dow Dow games with you lot. Like we're all in it, right? If we stick together, if we like help each other out, if we can like guide each other, dude, we are destined for success because the technology is there. Oh, that's so funny, bro, man. You you need to go back and listen to the start of the space that you didn't hear. This was yeah. I think it was f- first point we we talked about yeah, we, is we the sense of community. Here. Yeah. And, and you're right. We're all gathered around this this chain, and this this community is gathered around that that technology because we believe in it. Like we don't, see the value in it. I don't stand around the fire singing "Kumbaya." This is the difference with like what we're trying to do, and I think what you're trying to do, and there are a few of us, right, is that we're not willing to accept second best or blah 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 the bullshit, right? Like we've seen all that in in like the the depths of the bare winter blah. We are now building. And no one's gonna stop us. And together, united as a community. Fucking, I'm I'm so buzzed up with like I've been having like talks with Risby this week from uh, Gelato, right? And guys, you just wouldn't even believe all he is. There's people in this room now are like, fucking hell, can't even believe Robo's saying these words. There's people in shock, but now 
like if, if people like raccoons and gelato were to like continue like gun against each other and fighting blah 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 it's gonna do nothing but if we come together right we're unstoppable and like the higher ups have to listen and they they are listening and you know what it is this is is this recorded i'm gonna say something right now and i'll tag them jake you might want to ghost us dude listen bro that's up to you i, I get i get that you fact that you're like a bit you know you've got the rose rose tinted glasses on and i know you, you man your little boy your little gim i know you can't like remove yourself from him blah 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 hey I, I, I get that jake that's fine but like didn't ghost the crew ghost me but don't ghost the crew so like if bruce or bay bands or finn or whoever reaches out the ambed or whatever right then it goes them, goes me personally. Then it goes the project, Jake, if because I believe you're better than that. And that's all I'm going to say about Dow Dow. Because Noah and honestly, Zeke and them, they are, man, so amazing. These people, I've never met greater people in my life. Like, if you jump in their DMs on Discord, just talk to them. Noah, yeah, man. I talked with Noah in the DMs. He was, he's just been sweet with every fucking thing I've, I've seen in that Discord. He's Noah's, Noah's literally the nicest people, the nicest person I've ever met in blockchain history. He's just beyond belief. Anyway, wait a minute. What about Rebel DeFi? Chris, oh, you're just gonna... last thing, Robo. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. I just want to tell the audience as well and ask Chris. So, do you still get airdropped uh, bets token when you do a bet right now? Yeah. So, uh, right now, this won't remain, but. Uh... For, for the beta test period, uh, we're doing 10,000 bets per play. So every time you place a bet, you get 10,000 bets tokens. We want to encourage people to go stake that in the DAO so that you can begin to help curate and run the games in the future, which will earn you more bets tokens. So definitely uh, take advantage of that 10K. Uh, once the official version of the game launches and, and the NFTs are listed on Omniflix, they, there won't be 10K bets per uh, per play. It's going to be more like three to seven bets per play. So you have a significant chance for 1.5 or 2.5 Juno most of the time uh, to go in there and mint an NFT and play and earn those bets tokens. And, and we would love to see the DAO grow based on that. Uh, you can find the links to uh, my DAO our DAO DAO for Juno Bets DAO to come place the bets. The instructions are in the description of the DAO. It's in the and first the tweet, I think, also, if I'm not. Yeah. So we have the tweet on that. And uh, for any of you other guys who like OmniFlix, uh, there's a special red versus blue series I released this week. Uh, Liam and the general are having the IBC card game. That is, uh, he's in the audience here, Tangled UFCs. Uh, he's putting that on today. We created a special uh, bet wager uh, NFT series. It's 40 uh, different NFTs, red versus blue, kind of the Halo style. Uh, one, the blues are for Liam and the reds are for the general. And it's the same concept. You buy the NFT, you're placing your bet. Whichever team loses, uh, you forfeit uh, your, your money that you spend on the NFT. And 90% of those profits from the losing team will be rewarded to the winning team. Uh, they'll split it. So you have potential to buy a uh, NFT for five Juno and walk away with between two to four Juno additional profit. So uh, go check that out. I'll link that as well in the nest. Awesome. Thank you, Chris, man. Thank you. And now over Bruce, to Rebel DeFi. Do you, did, no, no. did he really come here to get battered? Wait a minute, Bruce. Bruce, we uh, I don't know how old you are. Did you ever watch uh, watch uh, Dallas when you were a kid? No, you know Dallas. Oh, 
Yeah, 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 bro. I, it was one of the only thing that was on after I came home from school, man. As a tiny kid, yeah. Chris sounds like he's right out of Dallas Light, doesn't he? He sounds I'm like he's proper JR. like... I'm fucking JR, bro. Yeah. What's his name? <laughs> JR. JR. Hey, me and Mr. Fox, I, I sent Mr. Fox, a, a, I heard him on OmniFlix Spaces recently. And I'm like, dude, where are you from? Like, you have to be from the South. But I think me and Mr. Fox might be the only Southerners uh, in the entire Cosmos crypto space. One of my favorite books of all time, The Fantastic Mr. Fox uh, by your man, uh, Roald Dahl, right? is has got to be one of the greatest, like, literally, like, he, like it's so engrossing. I can read it, like, on a, on a weekend at the beach or something. It's like, like, anyone knows about Roald Dahl. You can, like, read it, like, overnight if you just get it, if you're bored and you grab a copy or something. But man, I, I've read them all, I, I, and I love like Danny Champion, the world, blah blah. But I do think, yeah, yeah, man, Mister Fox, I think he's the probably the best. Anyway, yeah, Rebel DeFi, over to you, brother. How are you doing, Radio Bangkok? Hello. What's up, guys? Is is Bruce is Bruce here as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Bruce. I'm here. You're kidding me? I, I thought you went to. No, he's not. I thought you went to Bali. <laughs> he's not in. He's in Bali. Oh, Bruce is not in Bangkok, right? No, you're no, in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're back home. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. hot. It's, 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 like, I left KL because it was cloudy, and then it's cloudy in Thailand as well. Um, but no, I, I'm super interested in, in this um, call and, and what Chris has been talking about. I, unfortunately, I didn't arrive for the very start. I've just been looking at your project, Chris. Like, I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be minting on Juno or Omniflex or both. Can you just maybe give a quick recap for the sort of the, the slow ones? Oh, yeah. Can? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rebel. Appreciate the question. So right now, uh, for the test run, we're minting all of the NFTs uh, right in DowDow, and we're minting them on demand. So if eight players come in and bet tonight, eight NFTs will be minted. Um, what we are doing is, is I'm tracking everything minted on Juno. You'll keep your, your Juno-based NFTs and you'll be whitelisted to get an airdrop of the official Omniflix NFT once it mints. However, everyone that has these Juno, they're still long-term going to be a special edition. You don't, you don't just get the whitelisted Omniflix version. We're going to have special perks and benefits for everyone who accumulates and, and holds these Juno beta NFTs long-term. So uh, don't trade it, don't list it, don't sell it. Uh, you'll want it for special benefits in the future. Epic. I, I'm, I'm going to have to get... We really want to take care of the people. We really want to take care of the people who are early testers on Juno. And Bruce has been one of those guys. So we, we definitely appreciate everyone that comes and plays and tests. So we do have uh, long-term plans. For the Juno, but Omniflix is where it's going to be at. We probably won't mint the official collection Omniflix until they finish testing this IBC transfers, because what's the point? You can't really do anything with them on Omni other than list them. You can't IBC transfer them over to Juno. And Omniflix doesn't have their community DAO uh, stuff released yet. And I don't know any, any dates on when that's coming. So maybe we'll see a Flix bets in the future. But for now, it's going to be Juno bets and DAO DAO. Awesome. I just want to let the people know, the listeners, I got a hundred K bets token. I've been bidding. Man. It's fun. He has. He's been bad. He's he's taking advantage of this ten thousand bets per play. That's for sure. Bruce has been one of our biggest supporters and we definitely appreciate him. 
And in the future, that means he's going to be one of those big earners. If, if we can get that growth and the revenue starts coming in, you know, everyone's taking bets. We're not using bets to uh, inflate you and dilute you. We're using uh, the actual revenue from the game and the NFT sales. So it's going to be a much different uh, staking reward than what you're used to, hopefully. Go ahead, Rebel. I, I cut you off. No, so well, listen, well, like when these things hit secondary market, sounds like it's going to be a, a while out. Um, later this month, possibly, or soon anyway, like a bit of shill in here, like, the, the, the NFT aggregator that TFM are doing is going to be unveiled on Juno, Omniflex, oh, and Stargate. Like, ooh, yeah. for buying your NFTs, man, honestly, you are in for a treat. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that works. I was reading, I, I love TFM back from when it was on Terra Luna. And uh, just for the Dex aggregator, but I can't. I can't imagine how awesome that's going to be for these NFTs, dude. And see, that's the kind of thing on the front end. Like eventually, when we do build out a front end, like having a TFM like integrated into the front end, so you could just like get the best deals on NFTs would be an amazing concept. And just a quick reset. We we're talking about Fight Farm NFTs betting. And the the Rack FM special drop on on Omniflix. Sorry, got the shop. I'm Bruce. I'm going to shop. The the weed man. The weed man just messaged me to say he's been back. He's been gone two days. Oh, I'm on the shit tie stick right now. I'm fucking dying, dude. So what I'm gonna do, dude, is uh, I'm gonna jump off right now, and I'm gonna jump on the Ooh. phone. So like you're gonna lose me back. Oh, no, I'm gonna get the shop. I might even come on live when I'm in the shop and ask him like they have a lovely class chalot like his classes kid. When I walk in, they be like, "Ooh, well, look at what I've got for you, fresh from California or fucking Oregon or some shit." Anyway, Bruce, I'll jump down. Uh, bring me back in as a speaker, dude. Is there Risby there? Bring Risby up and all from me. Yeah, yeah, I was Lord. just about. I was just about to say that people from the audience are welcome to come up. As Chris, me, uh, a question. Have a banter. Oh. Right, I'll see you in two two seconds while I switch. So Rob was talking about guys selling joints on the street, but man, I've I've not got that local knowledge yet. Seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for that question, Rebel. And yeah, we look forward to TFM. So if anyone else has questions, feel free. And if if we need to switch topics, I'm okay with that as well. Um, but yeah, it's all up to the up to you guys. Yeah, we just shoot from the hip now. I think so. Can can I ask a question to um, Bruce Man, considering he's a player? Um, so you're getting these bets tokens. Do are you are you getting like an NFT as well, or is that not not at the moment? You're getting like a whitelist or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm, I'm getting the NFTs. Uh, I haven't. I think I haven't received it yet on Starcase. I haven't checked actually. But yeah, I'm getting NFTs from the winning fights. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Bruce, so Bruce has been getting, uh, and, and what Bruce is doing is smart. So some of the fights he has bet on one side, but on some of the fights he has made separate proposals and he's bet on both fighters. And I think for him, it's like, well, it's only 1.5 Juno or 2.5 Juno. And, and if I can accumulate as many of these fighters as I, as I want, if there's 50 total per fighter and Bruce holds 10 of them, He's gonna be able to kind of control the market early on on that specific fighter on on once he relists them. So, I think that's kind of his uh, his strategy, if I'm guessing right. Yeah, you kind of fucking blew that strategy, didn't didn't you? You're talking with some big boys in here. Did you, cut out did you say delta neutral strategy? 
What? Delta, what? I didn't understand that. Before. I thought you said Delta neutral. I really thought that's what you said. No, Man, no, no. This is a really good blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, apparently. I can't remember what I said, but he fucked up. He blew my strategy. Ah, there we go. He <laughs> fucking blew it. Yeah, we 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 think that uh, some some of these NFTs, like if if you can get a big portion of them, if you think about it, every single month there's going to be a UFC fight. I mean, we hope that getting ten uh, percent of the total supplies and airdrop will help us mint out and sell all of the NFTs. But thirty thousand NFTs, which is fifty uh, NFTs for about six hundred fighters, um, you you kind of need it, that liquid of a market because you have people betting on fights and people who will just want to stake to earn bets. So since you're serving two purposes, you kind of need to start with. Uh, a decent amount of fighters, but we have a feeling the cheap price is going to cause people to gobble them up, get the airdrop, and then go relist them. At least that's what I think. Have you thought about doing something with the Gelato, Chris? Uh, yeah, I contacted Gelato. They did respond to me in the DM. I think they want me to not publicly KYC, but they wanted to make sure that I was willing to give them my information. And I said, yeah, so I'll give you my information. Like, I'll KYC to you. I said, but I'm not going to, like, publicly post 100% about me on Twitter, if that's what you're asking. So uh, I'm still waiting to see. I would love to give uh, some NFTs to them to do for their auction, but I would like to wait until uh, it's the official Omniflix versions, right? You don't want to do the, the Juno version if that's not going to be the real deal. Well, well go ahead. I, I'm just going to I'm just gonna say, though, that, like, like literally, Chris, like if you if you're blessed to like get involved with the guys like like the legit as fuck like like the literally like one of the most legit teams like out there. Oh, that dude, I know. gelato's like, phenomenal. Oh, I, I played the gelato lottery and I've played the gelato NFT raffles. Like I love their product, dude. Their UI and interface is so cool. And I'll sit on their spaces every now and then. So yeah, I, I hope that eventually uh, I can link up with them. But I haven't been pressing that. I was like, well, let me get these minted on Omniflix. And we'll make sure we mint a few that we can kind of shoot over gelato if they're interested. Bro, love to do bro I want Dodo. I want Dodo to let us like automatically execute like from the like stake and rewards to buy like raffle tickets. Like you can like raise stake oh, or you can buy raffle tickets. Like think about it, dude. Imagine if yeah. Dodo had that facility, right? Like it's ridiculous. Like I've, we've created the robo sub Dow so I can take care of like staking activities, but like that's the next plan. <laughs> so like it is. The next plan is to use, like, when we build up a big enough, like, treasury of, of stake assets that's paying stuff, we can start to buy, like, raffles, of course, dude. And then we can do our own raffles when we win shit. Like, isn't that how this, like, bro, think about it, man. The only people stopping us are the ones that, like, want to keep us poor. Think about it, right? If all of us have got this, like, we can't, energy. We can't and, say like, poor now, can we, Especially, like, nah, uh, Rebel Sodown. That, that name alone is worth millions. <laughs> dude i asked the team to like let me take care of it and they're like bro we've got 50 bucks staked go on then we'll give you that one b-bands is like oh. <laughs> nah, man. but we're gonna have the ambedo like art sub down uh that's already actually created we just need to recognize it actually in the prop and uh hopefully i think brasco and uh, bruce are gonna run the membership down that's gonna be cool as fuck like like hey bro can we create economies? That's all I care about right now, me personally. Like, I think you're right. And, and that, that community and creating economies and that crossover, it, it, it works well for everyone, right? 
So one thing I had in mind. But no, not when it's communitility. No, no, not when it's communitility. I mean, Chris, this is the difference. You're providing utility. Many people are providing added value. There are people that are extracting it and people that are living off the community. I'm not going to mention certain projects, nothing to do with like, you know, things with like large eyes that can turn 360 degrees with their heads or whatever, blah, blah. Like all I'm saying is, you know, there are projects to believe in and there are projects to like just fucking walk away from and laugh at, right? Who are you talking about? Uh, maybe never oh mind. I'm not. I'm only taking the piss. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he took the piss out of us the other way. So you know what I want to see, Robo? Since we're doing like 50 NFTs per fighter, and then in the future, maybe quarterly or biannually, uh, we'll have like new releases, like new versions. Those new versions will be new UFC fighters added to the roster. Or say if you have like a Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor or a John Jones, someone who has more demand than 50 cards, We'll also have updated art versions uh, for the uh, the new versions. I would love to see like a, a crossover um, thing where we have like a Rack FM uh, Raccoons version of the Fight Farm. Could you imagine every single fighter has a raccoon head instead of their face? And then that you know that way you could like split the profits and have like a a crossover series. I think that's one thing that the Fight Farm NFTs can do is work with almost anyone to integrate their different projects into our nfts bro you know what i learned nfts are a lot cheaper than fucking merch i went to uh, i went to find out how much the bobbleheads you know the bobbleheads i've been talking to them all about bobbleheads for like a year but i went to find out like how much that uh, cost like uh, like individual you got it like if you've got a rack then you get the bobblehead like built for it obviously bro you got no fucking idea if i was to tell you and by the way, it, like if you get it, it's free shipping. So like that's a thing that they'll throw in, but the cost is gonna throw you. Hundred and twenty bucks, I do. Hundred and twenty bucks for a bobblehead. Hundred and twenty bucks for a bobblehead. I'm telling you, shipped anywhere in the world, like, but like, like literally, hundred and twenty bucks for a bobblehead. Bro, I nearly fell on the fucking floor, man. Yeah, it's pricey. You'd probably have to like create uh, a couple hundred million of those to get the price down, right? Like you had to buy such a volume before they would give you a, a price cut. Dude, look how many people we had apply for that free NFT last weekend. 320. As this grows, think about it. Dude, the NFT we've got dropping on Sheldon. My God, you want to see it? It's fucking ridiculous. Like anyone who doesn't grab this NFT this weekend is a fucking absolute idiot. It's priceless. Like, isn't it, Bruce? It's, it's like it's Ambedo's like best piece of artwork so far, and it encompasses the entire show that we did with Sheldon like uh, seven days ago, like uh, yesterday. Absolutely, just there and smiling because I know how it looks, man. And he, he, oh man, well, Bruce, you're breaking up for me, dude. I don't know, B Bands, is he breaking up for you or what, Rebel? Yeah, he he cut out. Okay, oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm out. gonna reset. Just go. Are you good there? You're, you're good backwards. there, you're good there. Right. Okay, 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 okay. But he just submits a perfect piece of art and then he asks if you got any suggest suggestions. And we, we have like one or two and he fucking adds it in the most delightful way. Can't wait, can't wait for people to see it, man. It's so funny. And when you guys, when we do the first five, I swear to God, there will be a giveaway that like all you're going to want to be in on. 
like literally if you haven't collected the first five if you're not in the giveaway like and that's before we even get to 10 think about it man you're gonna have some of the most beautiful one-on-one like rack fm original podcast show nfts that, like th- this has never been done before no one's doing what we're doing but nobody knows yet is it gonna find out when we get to, like five and then when we're on our way to 10 that's when people are going to be like oh fuck. that's when people start selling seed phrases guys uh, go on amir hey good morning guys good morning chris um robo i just i'm sorry chris it's not about your project although i do i am a big fan of uh, combat sports and and it uh, sounds sounds great. I like the way you talk. Also, you sound like a really down to earth and you know, knowledgeable. Uh, but um, uh, Robo, I want to ask you if you um, for the merch like the bobblehead. Have you thought about a three D printer? Somebody that can somebody that has access access to a three D printer can do that. Was that was three D printing? That was three D printing. Like like materials have gone up so much like you wouldn't believe recently. That is 3D printing, bro. And that's, but the thing is, that's like, because it's per, like a singular, like, thing. If you had to get the mass produced, it comes down dramatically. But, like, bro, trust me, that ain't cheap, like, dude. The one on ones are not cheap at all. I mean, I would, I would buy like one off for me, like, personally, but for me desk forever, you know. But, bro, come on. Who's going to fucking pay for 120 bucks for a bobblehead? Yeah, but it is a good idea because it's original. It's not like everybody's doing the hoodie and the caps, you know, but uh, that's a very, very good idea. But hope you can get the price down somehow. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to hijack uh, this space, mind. I mean, it's all been about Chris and any publicity is good publicity, uh, Chris, right? But has anybody been watching uh, or following uh, Ryan? Obviously, he's a friend of the show, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Uh, but Raw... Uh, I mean, if you look at it compared to like what we're seeing with like the corporation, the red or blue games, blah blah blah. Uh, if you look at like Raw on Enterprise, and like if did you say that donation he got of Kojira, like five k Kojira, whatever it was from uh, Sumo, like bros, like like look at what's happening over there, man. With Enterprise, this is like I mean, it hasn't got the functionality of what like Dow Dow is, but uh, if you can't convert your Dow. Like like Ryan's like shown everyone, yeah, very very clearly, very simply. If you can't con and and and, and there's very little like behind it except like some trust in him, really, isn't it? Realistically, because he's gonna do a few things with the money, blah blah. But like, if you like, how do I say this? Like, if you can't build your DAO into a, a full time uh, Web three business right now, right here in this day and age, like whatever it is, seventh, eighth, eighth April, blah blah. Guys, you're in the wrong business. This is the 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 time. It's the period in life to capitalize on the life of the DAO. And like this, uh, this is what I love about rock is that we're taking like proper like little baby steps. Like we're like just no, 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 be careful, be careful, be careful. But but behind it, the plans are gigantic, and we've got the back up. We've got the mouth. Like we've got the fucking minerals to back this shit up. Like people are gonna argue all the one against it. Like but no, 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 longevity will provide like sustenance. A, a lot of things you're gonna see kind of gonna fade, but. I've been inspired as fuck by Ryan. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to bring them on, Bruce. Uh, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. 
St. George's Day, it's Sunday in England. I'm going to see if I can get them all on a hangover early in the morning and Rebel Day Fire. Rebel Day Fire myself, if he's here for St. George's Day. I know he's Scottish and he hates us, but he might join in the fun. I don't know. Rebel Day Fire, would you join in a St. George's Day celebration with those cunts for a laugh? Listen, and have man. you been impressed with Ryan? Uh, or what? Uh, uh, I, got, I got an airdrop of some roar. Very impressed with the, the Galactic Punks. Actually, we we donated two Galactic Punks into um, Lion Down. It, it's great. It's great what he's doing, and, I, and I'm really interested. Donate, donate, book all, donate, book all. No, we're just plebs, right? Well, now, nah, I mean, I'm only joking, see, bro. You, know, you, you, know, you, know, you were joking. talking about community earlier, and like MB, he's in the audience with his um, Polly Lion there. Community, community. That's the problem, Rebel Day Five, isn't it? Listen. Where is the borderline between utility and community? You know, it's hmm. a fine line. But like, what do you mean by community? Like, are you are you talking like cosmonauts in general? Because like Terra are part of the cosmos. Well, no, I would say I would say if you look at Rectang, Rectang are the gleaming perfect, and it's not negative, mind, but they're the perfect example of community where there's absolutely nothing going on in the fucking product whatsoever than the community around it. And they've built what they've built, which is to be respected and regarded as being fucking class, I think, like, and epic. And you, you saw the amount of balls that were staked on the day and blah, 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 and the fact that didn't decide to move the balls over, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, like, bro, we all, like, piss over each other. We all, like, joke on each other. But we all also, like, respect, like, you, you. Rebel Defy knows what I mean. When Robo's on a waffle, he's like, no, 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 Robo's on a boat. Listen, I just, you reminded me of the St. George's Day thing. You, are you saying St. George's Day is tomorrow? That's like, that's like Easter Sunday. That's the 24th, 20, 23rd, 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 23rd. Oh, right, right, right. 23rd. Listen, uh, I went to... We're going to have a party. That sounds good. That sounds epic, yeah. We should, we should host. We should host from Bangkok, the two of us, shouldn't we? They would join host together. And is, is Soy not in Bangkok as well just now? There's surely more than just uh, Not yet. Oh, Dude has been, been coming since January. I'm not holding me fucking breath for that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, in 2002, can you remember like a big sporting event? What was the big sporting event in 2002 out in Asia? After the Sydney Olympics in 2000? Okay, so... Uh, it, it, I remember, was, kind of, 2002, was, it was split In 2002, it was split across two countries, Japan and South Korea. Oh, you mean the World Cup? The fucking World Cup. Were Scotland in the World Cup? Where the fuck? England were. Man, I was across, I was dressed up like David Beckham with that spike thing going on in the middle. I, I went to every single England game. Well, yeah, man, I'll, I'll come out for some St. George's. There you go. You heard it here first, Bruce. That's a, that's a, that's a moment. That's a moment in time. That's... Anyway, though, guys, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. This, this Ryan shit, this is kicking right off. Like, it's a one to keep your eye on, like, for how, like, if you want your doubt to progress, like, and you want to, like, you know, grow a business, just, just watch what's going on. I think he's on, like, day 10 now or something now. He doesn't even know what's going on, that cunt. He's like, every day probably, where I kind of wait to get him on. That's why the St. George's thing came in, because I'm going to get him on. All right? We'll have some crack, bro. 
it, I'll be honest with you, it's getting scary because like the airdrop, I got, I think it was like a million roar or something like that. I just had a look at it today and it was, I think it was like 10 or $20 when I got it. It was 250 today. Oh, that's fun, huh? It's nice to get shit like that. Yeah, but like it was, it's all, it was almost more fun when it wasn't worth anything because then you could do all the Dow stuff. But like people are going to be like, hey, man, that's 250 bucks. I'll, I'll take some of that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I will say, I will say, like I said earlier, you know, Rack FM Dow are taking baby steps. Like, and then that's the key at the minute. And then people are going to like, Probably this one, this space will be like looked back on in a few six months and be underrated. That like watch everyone else, just just sit back, jump in the hammock, relax, grab a mojito, all right, chill out because it's Thailand, it's nice weather, and just watch what's happening, watch the landscapes, watch how things transcend because you're going to see so many things fizzle out. We've already seen like the the fizzle, you know, like a firework, like a dead firework, like. Pfft. You're all you've already seen this with so many things, and you're gonna it's gonna get worse. Go on, B bands, you're giving an emoji. What do you what, she knows what I mean, right? Yes, I do know what you mean, but I'm, I'm I was also laughing, but I, I gotta go because we're gonna do some Easter egg stuff right now uh, for Easter's. It's not Easter, surely it's not fucking Easter. Is they do the it's Easter's Christmas. like you know, like the little egg hunts and stuff like that. That's the only time you go to church when there's an egg hunt. <laughs> I thought that was the end of April or something. I thought that was like weeks away. Is it? Is it? It's not Easter, is it? Is it? It's Easter Sunday. Um, it's like I mean, I think it's Sunday or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye, guys. Sick hands. <laughs> like, see you, people. Thank you for coming on, man. Always a delight. So where's Rebel Day Five? Where in Bangkok are you now, Rebel Day Five? Not that I'm going to hunt you down, but where are you? Listen, I don't even know. Even the taxi driver couldn't find this place. I'm going to need to have a little look. Um, it's it's not fully in, but it's kind of airport side of the city. Um, I'm coming out of my Twitter, so hopefully I'm still talking. I was, I was just wondering, you're saying you're taking baby steps, but the question I've got for you is like Chris was talking about his um sixteen year plan. So come on, Robo, have you got a sixteen year plan? No, not whatsoever. I mean, we're just like day by day, like honestly, grind by grind. We're like, okay, well, we're gonna do this. This one keeps like performing, and then I'll come back. We're like, oh, there's an email to some L one about something, and then these are like, oh, fucking hell, we better work, and then it's I don't know. It's a it's self. Uh, perpetual kind of motion, you know, perpetual motion, like kind of cycle that's going on with us. I don't know. We've started it, so we can't finish, if you know what I mean. I'm sure we'll get that reference, right? I've started, so I'll finish. <laughs> Did you just compare Regifim to the expansion of the universe? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it, man. Who's going to argue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not me, man. Not me. I'm also a part of that expansion. Yeah, man, I just like literally about a week and a half ago or something, not even that, I was like, Bruce, are you going to apply for some DAO tokens? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, well, we've like done some commits. We, we've done some stuff. We, we deserve some tokens, but like I'm too busy, can't take care of it. 
And then, yeah, your man got approved today. And it was like, all right, okay, class Bruce. I love it. He only got half of what Rama got, but never mind. We'll build slowly. We'll build slowly. We've still got the first fucking audio NFT. Nah, la, 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 la. I don't even care. We've still got that claim to fame. That's perfect. And... That's nice, man. I sent it to the treasury, so now we just need the prop to pass so we can see it in yep. the random um, treasury. And then I can take care of staking, right? Because I've got the staking authorization when uh, your man yeah. sorted out, when Noah sorted out. He's, he said he's going to drop the fix this weekend. I felt the right player putting that up. But do you notice I said trial in when I put it up, yeah? Do you notice I said trial? Yeah, in the yeah, 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 yeah. That was why I also just passed it, even uh, with the error message. It failed, didn't it? Didn't it fail? I, yeah, did, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. Did yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the error member and I closed the, the prop this morning. Okay, so you know I'm not a pleb. That's that's uh, like if I put something up and I look like a pleb, I'm going to be like, oh fuck. As long as you guys know that, bro, it's like, you can you oh, can't really talk about being a pleb when you're working with a new tool that's under development. It's really hard to like. It's it's the tooling that's not completely there yet. But they're working on it, as you said, and they're working really, really, really fucking fast, man. He's gonna drop that fix this weekend. And as Chris mentioned earlier, like you can just write them and they fucking respond on the on the Discord, and they're all really fucking sweet. Did you say the grass? Did you say the grass drop? Did you the grass NFT drop? I don't know what you're talking about. Do you know? Okay, fair enough then. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then that's up here because you're the grass NFT drop. <laughs> like, like literally, if you don't know what I'm talking about, bro, that's up to you. Like, but uh. Anyway, I could talk about that because I talked about a conversation I had with someone 48 hours earlier about mass dropping NFTs on uh, DowDow, but I wouldn't do that because I'm a gentleman and I, I, I'm, I'm not a fucking shit cunt like some people are, but never mind. I'll let you work out what that one means. Just remember Robbo's receipts are long and the hard and the painful. Never mind. Bro, you need oh. to say something more about that, man. You just stunt the whole room, I think. Not really. Chris was laughing. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I saw the grass. So that that was his attempt at uh, doing the mass uh, NFT drop tool, the, the new one. After, after my conversation, after my extensive conversation about mass after NFT drops with Noya, yeah, and about SSV files, uh, CSV files versus JSON, blah, blah, with doubt, doubt, yeah. That, that's an interesting topic for another conversation because fucking I've just realized this fuck is recorded. Never mind, Bruce. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, let's move let's on. Do it. Nobody wants to front run Rock FM on Dow Dow, do they? But never <laughs> mind. We front run them on Omnibus anyway. We just dropped like 320 NFTs, man. Like a one on one. We just, Bruce, we just dropped, dude, 320 NFTs and uh, wallets. How cool. I love it. We're about I've, to do it again. I've, I fucking love it too, man. I've been claiming my ass off. Is that Cosmos Clear down there? That's Cosmos Clear in the audience. Hey, Clear, if you haven't got yet, fucking airdrop from Omniflix. Uh, yeah, airdrop. If you haven't registered for the next NFT. Uh, I mean, Bruce literally, Sisler's uh, like said, just like tell me when to close it down. We can do it after this space, dude. So like if you haven't got the second one, if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't been following the shows, if you haven't been doing what I've been telling you, like, fuck it. If you don't get the second one, then you're not going to get in the club, dude. That's it. Game over, right? It, it is. is. 
That's it really, really is. Lying down as well. He had like a 24 hour claim window. Get those tokens or you lose them. It's Correct. Crazy. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Like, hey, if you're not fast, you last. Like, so, guys, yeah, there is a like link up, up above. And you know something uh, I, I'm thinking about, Bruce, opening up this like thing where like anybody that did grab the second one, if they missed out on the first, we might hold like a thing where they might be able to grab the first. I know there's a few people in here that like managed to be able to get older one. Chris, the home pleb, not mentioning anyone else, right? You know what I'm talking about. But dudes, seriously, there's going to be 10 of the greatest like one-on-ones you're ever going to see. You're just going to want it in your Omniflix collection forever. That, that's the top and bottom of it. Is it like in 10 years in your wallet? That's it. like your kids are going to be looking like that. They are like time pieces. They are pieces that reflect a moment in time. And, and watch what we've got coming. Like, I'm so excited, man. To just to be able to do this shit for free as well, man. It's so good, like, to give back. And we've got a charity collection on my bros. Do you want to tell them about we the charity? We do. Go on. Go on. Michael's coming on next week, bro. So Michael's okay. coming on like uh, either the 13th, 14th, or 15th next week. Michael's going to do a space with me. So yeah, go on, Bruce. Talk about this quickly. Oh, that's awesome, man. So Reggae Film is going to release a 555-piece collection of the wheelchair mafia that is inspired by... Real life dogs with wheels down in Thailand. It's a dude called Michael that runs a charity called The Man That Rescues Dog Dogs, and he's just been doing some really, really, really good work. So, Ragged Film is gonna make a half mega collection. It's just need, gonna launch and be published on Stargaze. I, re- I can fucking wait for that to happen, Robo. It's going to cost, what, 555 stars? What's, what's the significance, though, of Thailand and the uh, the 555, though, right? You know this one, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the thing that uh, all your ties right behind the, at the end of your messages. It's like, uh, ha, 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 right? Correct. The word the word five uh, means ha. Or, uh, that's how you say it in Thailand, right? So ha. So, like, the ties have developed this thing over years with, like, mobile phones and texting. Where like five 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 is like ha ha ha, and like why we did this is like celebrate that they. If you watch the video that we've got that's like coming with these, like the real life video of the real life dogs, yeah. Like, there's nobody in this room. I mean, Bruce, can you go and grab it from his page, yeah, from his YouTube, and put it in the nest for me, yeah? I think I've posted a few times. It's actually it's on Winston's. It's Winston's Dow Winston Dow's pin tweet. If you jump on there, Bruce. I'll try well, to find it. I just want to mention real quick that uh, what's also special about this collection is that 75% of the mint revenue is going to be directly do- donated to these fucking sweet little beings, the wheelchair mafia. Of course, that's a, that's the entire thing. But but the, the idea is literally, guys, it's being born from the wheelchair mafia. Why, why they're calling the wheelchair mafia is because these dogs, right? Even though they've like like lost the use of the bat legs or lost their bat legs, etc., right? Or, or even like you know, some of them only got one leg left. They don't like give a fuck. They just come out like every night. So he's, he owns this like big massive complex, and they've got this private road, blah blah blah. And every night, you know, they let the wheelchair mafia out at the same time, like every night. And when you see them come out, man, they, like the video 
is like every night for what they do. And it's fucking unbelievable. Like the life in these guys, man, it's just insane. So, yeah, man, uh, it's only going to raise about six grand, right? It's a small collection, 555. It's like a 555 stars. It's fuck all. Like, it's like literally you're just donating a charity, but you're going to get a Stargaze NFT and be part of the wheelchair mafia and be in the raffle for a Gelato NFT, you know? And it's, it's, I don't know, it's something that's really like close to me heart. I've been talking about this for fucking a year. Bruce knows I've been talking about Winston Dow and about helping stray dogs in Thailand and that. And like, the you know, helping my friend's charity that I've been like, known him for like six years. I rescued a dog from him. It's very personal, very like near to me heart, near to me like life where I live, blah, blah, blah. And we just want to like, I don't know. So yeah, 75% of them, 25% of Rack FM, and then we can go on. Maybe we can buy some merch, do some giveaways with it. Like, like it's it's not about making money, it's about making a difference, right, Bruce? Absolute is. Absolute is, man. I put a video up in the nest from the wheelchair mafia. And like, yeah, how can you not That's fucking watch the video you'll ever see? That's one of the greatest videos you'll ever see. If anyone in the world can watch that video and not tell me that your heart is not fucking immediately emulsified into like mush, like I didn't believe like your story, like 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 literally that's what makes me tick. Seeing that video, just like I get up in the morning and I feel like a better person for none. I want to help. I want to like drive like the message forward. And I mean, what's in September? Can you remember when we did the uh, EMA with Michael? Were you there, Bruce, or not? For the Angel EMA with yeah, Michael? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. That was like back in September, yeah? Uh, by by then, my, I mean, Michael had already had uh, over 600K or like half a million baht in crypto like donations. Uh, he, he, like, crypto has been one of the biggest lifelines for him. And I've been one of the biggest instigators of it. Like, if anyone knows small, the only reason, like, Small's pin tweet is about Michael is because of me. Simple fact of life. Like, I brought their attention to it, like, and bang, it was on there. And it's constantly, like, retweeted. And since then, the donations have been insane. So, yeah, man, let's keep going. And, 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 and yeah, you know, Summit, let's project this image that, fuck, it's not all about us, man. Like, once you make a bit of money, blah, blah, whatever. If you, like go, Robo, if you go back on the Raccoon Discord, you can see raccoons from the beginning were all about charity. A year ago, we were having conversations about how to split revenue into charity, uh, different charities and all this stuff, man. So it's just a part of, it's part of our value set. It's a part of our virtue. It's a part of who we are, Robo. We want to give back. Dude, Rack FM. Uh, sorry, Rack FM. Uh, Winston Dow was the, one of the first suggestions. I mean, that account's been created like how long? And I'm not going to talk about the people that have like kicked it to the side and shit on it. Uh, but that was one of the first ideas. But just watching like Ryan's success, like uh, going back to what I was bringing this up for, going back to Ryan's success, Jesus Christ, man, bro. Like the only limitation to your Dow is your imagination. And your drive and your commitment and your your marketing ability for everyone. Like it's up to you. The the possibilities are fucking endless with what we can do right now. I'm just thinking about when you connect like let's say a raccoon supply written custom minder 
to your DAO DAO and you just start doing reckless stuff with it on the blockchain, the possibilities are endless, bro. Bro, the cost of the mint is nothing. Watch what we start selling soon. And watch when they have to fucking pay for fucking <laughs> services in Raccoon. Yeah, let me, let, let me just give drop like a two-word alpha. Bruce, can, like, I, can I let the room? It's a small room. Can I give them alpha or not? Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, I think. But uh, yeah, go can ahead. I give them, I'll, give them, I'll give them free alpha. Listen, anyone in the room, listen to what I'm about to say to you. And bring, uh, bring Straylight up, Starlight, you know, your man. And Will, if he wants to come up and have a talk, because Will... We've got a few words if you want to come up, mind. Right. I'm just going to say one thing about Raccoon. They invested for six years, right? Do you yeah, not five think... five more, five more. Wait, one year's rest. Wait. Uh-huh. Guys, listen. They invested for six years. Do you not think the long-term vision of, like, what the, the value that we're going to create, yeah, for the actual token, like... Do you not think that, like, if you think right now that they were worried about, like, the token price or blah, 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 whatever, right, of the rack token, this is, like, the biggest fallacy on Earth. Wait until Raccoon as a service or even AI as a service, right, is payable only in the Raccoon token. The value, like, the, the incurred value is just ridiculous. You're telling, bro, I'm not finished accumulating. You're saying too much, man. I was just giving them two words, man. This, like, this is the second time on this fucking recorded space some fucking chat comes in and just shits on my strategy. What's going on today? <laughs> well, wait a minute, guys. Listen, I'm going to intro something. Uh, Bruce? Before we go there, is there anything you want to say? Yes or no? Oh, I was just I, I just wanted to say machine learning, but that was it. Right. I'm about to say something very quickly, yeah. See you, Rebel. Thank you for jumping up, man. Always a pleasure. Stay safe no. in Bangkok. What do you think he's going to say? This is what we call a cliffhanger. But it doesn't really matter because there's not really a cliff. Find out on the next Rack FM. M -M. It's the Rack Show coming from the Rack Store. With this back in the Mac in the back floor. Let's go chilling with raccoons by the back door. Take all so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing all right. We Rack will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack lab from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lap 100 NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Blast that rack rap from the stash app Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap Rack gang with the rack will slang Like a trash can hoodie with fangs and a gold chain it's either Rackville or the Red Pill. Bad 
Best chill while we get into the first meal Best feel, best devs with the best skill No shill, all real, secret is a great deal Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts Knowledge from the street, with the best plan yet Winston gotta eat if you retweet that Free of a life feed from the base camp McKenna always ready if you dare that Raccoons for his rare stash Trash panda biker gang motherfucking hashtag It's the rap rap from the back lab 110 FDs in my backpack Crazy rap rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rap rap from the back lab 110 FDs in my backpack Crazy rap rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Spaces.